When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. There's five of my friends that are in Ford Aventura Was at the Spain? moment. Yeah. And things are open and they're working from home. So they're in the sun. In restaurants, in cafes. Stop, stop it. Because they can work from anywhere. I'm going to cry. Uh, and it's super cheap. So depressing. Yeah. Okay. Deep breaths, everyone. We will get there together. It's all about being together. We're all in this. All in this together. Together. Uh, there's one from Cabra, from Stephen and Cabra. Oh, Stephen, what's the story about the Cabra song, Tiggy Abracadabra? Is that the one I was looking for? Sorry, if you don't know what we're on about, we're making a song for a, part, a place in Dublin. Last week it was Tiesto's The Fingless. This week we need to decide which place we are going to decide to make a new dance anthem about. It's looking like it's either going to be Cabra or Ballyfermot, but if you want your town mentioned or nominated and we'll make a sound out of, uh, make a song out of it let us know but uh, you sent in this message Steve Miller Band did the original to this but I knew there was a dance remix and is this the dance remix that we have let me just play this quickly see if this works with Cabra it definitely would work not bad uh, yeah but see. where does Cabra come in And that's not even a remix of the Steve Miller Band one. It could be Cabracadabra. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like Cabracadabra. Oh, yeah. Stephen, where in the name of God did you find that? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Absolutely Tiggy. beautiful. Never heard of it. Um, but yeah, listen, there's options out there on Daft. You just set the maximum price to like 50 grand and you might be able to afford yourself a falling apart garage type shed in the middle of Tipperary. Woo! <laughs> Just to get your hopes up and dreams up. You can be a property owner. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Quiva's back in touch. Nope, no. Oh, is she saying nope, nope about how we're saying your name? Nope. Quiva, Kiva, Quiva, Kiva. Hang on a second Quiva, now. Quiva, Kiva. Will you send us in a voice note? Is it Quiva or is it Kiva? I don't know. Now I'm getting confused, but C A O M. Wait. C A O I M H E. I M H E. Two girls in my class. Quiva and Quiva. Oh, okay. And we used to have to call them Quiva A and Quiva D for their surnames. There you go. I have thought many times about moving, mm-hmm. but I love my friends, I love the weather, and luckily get paid well enough that I can rent a cute gaff and just hope for the best. Oh. 
Glad to hear you're doing well. That's lovely, yeah. How long are you there? What do you do? Are you in, in co- are you a coder? Are you in tech? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a very nice lifestyle, doesn't it? Maybe you're a designer. What do you think she does? I have no idea. I'm going to say tech as well. I'm going to say, I'm going to say graphic designer. I'm going to say like working in computers, working as like a software engineer. But you're, you're on the front end, you're UX designer, your user experience. Maybe we're way off. We could be way off. Let us know. We need to find out a lot of things about you. Anyway, on the way next, we must move on and do Control-Alt-Delete. If you want to bag yourself a million quid, you just need to convince an American billionaire that there is life after death. More on that and today's tech today. Today's tech today. Oh, Control-Alt-Delete. That's on the way next. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Listen back to the show uh, tomorrow afternoon whenever you want uh, on whatever podcast platform that you use Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcast. You can get all of the interviews and the features up there and listen to them at your own will and your own leisure. Now it is time for Room 104's Control Alt Delete, which is tomorrow's tech today or, or today's tech today. Whatever. Today's tech today. It's way better. We'll go with today's tech today anyway. A look into the future tech, what's out there, what's coming down the road, what you could be using in your hands tomorrow and kicking it off. Talking about not being able to afford things and money and house prices. How would a million quid sound? I mean, obviously that would sound absolutely perfect. But how do I get my hands on that? All you need to do is prove to a billionaire CEO called Robert Bigelow. It looks The way he spells it looks like Bigelow. We'll call him Bigelow for the crack. Robert Bigelow. You need to convince him that there is life after death and he will give you a million quid. I'm genuinely certain that there is. And I think my cat used to be human. No, I'm certain that she was a human in her past life. She's far too, you know, human-like, I guess, Mm -hmm. for her own good. Um, She does things, she looks at me in strange ways. She just, you know, when you see an animal and you're like, you've been here before. She just was. You think so? Yeah. Maybe if I try and get her to, like, learn some tricks, how to tell me that she's been here before. Then I'll go to him and just be like, there's Susan the cat. Tell him, Susan. And she'll do some weird trick and then... All will be, you'll know for certain. All will be revealed, yeah. So, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe your cat was a person beforehand. But this guy thinks, or he has set up his own institute, the Institute for Consciousness Studies. And he's giving a number of grants away, totaling about a million quid. So you can can get a a prize of 150 grand up to half a million. And he has got this new afterlife contest. Now, what he's looking for is a study. You can, anyone can do this, right? You listen right now, you can do this, no problem at all. You can submit a study of yours, up to 25,000 words, before August the 1st this year. And what else are you going to be doing in lockdown? You might as well try and prove that life exists after death, right? And what he will do is put that in front of a panel of judges and somebody's going to pick the winner. So he's giving away this money to the person he thinks makes the most convincing argument that uh, there is life after death. And you could get yourself a couple of hundred grand. Is this kind of setting you up to fail though? No, it looks like he's actually giving it away. This guy's investigated UFOs before. He set up his own institute. He wants to... More so say there's life after death, not in the, the, maybe the religious sense. Yeah. He wants to investigate, does your consciousness exist after your physical body has died? Hmm. Hmm. It is actually very interesting. Uh, the easy answer is no, it doesn't. That's it. You just stop existing. How do you know, though? You don't, you don't know for certain. You can't prove it. Yeah. You, you, you kind of do, though. It's like saying, were you alive before you were born? Yeah. What did you experience before you were born? Nothing. Yeah, but could you tell someone that might be passing away? 
can you just gives a shout gives a text if it's yeah if will you just send like an actual signal so I can make a million euro no but then you're just going to find signals that aren't there no but if they have something specific that they tell you they're going to do so if that doesn't happen then surely yeah, it's, maybe. it's a lie and then if they do maybe you could even have him in on the you could do a zoom call with him mm. and be like you know sadly my very elderly granny you know when she passes away she's going to do this and and if that happens can, can I have the money would he be like sure yeah maybe she'd be on the call as well she'd be like I'm going to do this and the three of us are in on it I think that's a brilliant idea okay yeah because then at least you're not going to him and saying I think I have the answer and then he's like mm, you're lying how do I know that, that that's your granny right yeah coming back mm-hmm. yeah but if she's passed away, she was on that Zoom call, all will be revealed then and there. Is there Zoom in the afterlife? Hope to God not. Maybe there is. Hope to God not. She could be dinging in. Can you imagine? Heaven has now got to be socially distanced, so you're meeting God at the pearly gates over Zoom. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> not again. Sorry. Oh, I thought I left this behind, but no, COVID made it its way into heaven. So listen, there you go. Um, the guy's name, Robert, it's like Bigelow. Well, I call it Bigelow. It's B-I-G-E-L-O-W. Bigelow. Bigelow. Anyway, if you go on and search for the Bigelow Consciousness Research Institute, they're giving away these grants. And if you can prove, he's totally convinced of it. He thinks that your consciousness exists after you die. Um, if you, And if you can convince him of that, you could be bagging yourself up to half a million quid. There's, there's various different kind of categories, but the biggest one is half a million quid. Total prize fund of a million quid. Um, but you could be a hell of a lot richer just by saying yeah I, I think so pretty cool so there you go mm. job done uh, more bad news for uh, Bitcoin people a, w- a week or two ago we were talking with a guy who only has a couple of more password attempts left yes. to access 200 and something million euro worth of Bitcoin mm. this digital currency which has exploded in value over the last while um, it's password protected it's all about encryption anyway the guy can't remember his password and there you go Turned out a worse story. A guy, an IT worker over in the UK, in 2013, threw out his hard drive. And then now, six, seven years later, eight years later, has suddenly realised on that hard drive was a lot, a lot of Bitcoin. 7,500 Bitcoins were on that hard drive in 2013. How did he not know? You see, maybe back in, in 2013, they might not have been worth too much or maybe he mistakenly threw them out. They still would have been worth something back in 2013, actually. They would have been worth a lot, a couple of hundred quid each. So Maybe they'd... he was quite rich and forgotten. You know, it was a bit of a... Yeah. Bit of fun, and then he kind of didn't think about it. Maybe he lost his job, and now he's like, damn it, I had Bitcoin, that could have made me loads of money. Like, how much would that be worth now? If he still had access to that? Um, About 250 million pounds, 250 million euro. What? So, 250... Like, here's what's going to happen. You know, you put on the Discovery Channel and there's people who are out literally treasure hunting. They're looking for old shipwrecks in the bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah. They never made it. And they're spending hundreds and hundreds of, not maybe not hundreds of millions, but a lot of money putting these expeditions together to go and search, get a little mini submarine and try and find old gold bars or stuff that was lost at the bottom of the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the next one in years to come where people are going to finance expeditions to excavate dumps where people have accidentally put their Bitcoin. So he is, it is over in the UK. He's offered the local council 25% of the money, which is about £50 million, if they will allow him to excavate the dump where his 
uh, hard drive he thinks it has landed in. So the area he's in has a landfill. Yeah. And in 2013, uh, he obviously threw it out and it's wound up in this landfill and it's obviously been buried and piled on and it's probably underneath mounds and mounds and mounds and mounds and mounds of dirt. But but um, they haven't agreed to do it yet. But he has got, there's 275 million, about 250 million pounds, British sterling, sitting in a dump over in the UK. Just he, waiting for someone to grab and dig up and go, there it is. He'd never sleep again. Like that would be detrimental to your life. Yeah. Because you're living one way. You're yeah. probably struggling to pay your bills and that's sitting there in a dump somewhere. Probably gone. Probably completely gone. You will never get that back and you have to try and let go of that feeling of resentment. Oh, you'd hate your life. Hate yourself. But listen, right? If you have a hard drive worth yeah. 250 million buried in a landfill, surely, surely, you could hire like 10 or 15 people for like two or three years to find it. Well, do you know, I would do that and I would say, I will give you 100 million. I will give you 100 million if you can find that hard drive. I wouldn't give him 100 million. I anyway. would. No, it's come on now. Life-changing money. No, you wouldn't want to give one person 100 million. You want to take 10 million and employ a team of, of excavators to do it. And just pay them. And just, say, just dig that up. I'm looking for this hard drive. And then you have to search everyone when they go in and out every day because you don't want them pocketing it. It'd be very easy to steal. True, actually, yeah. You'd have to build a business. But it, you, definitely but, but doable. But a trust in someone, yeah. Definitely, definitely doable. That's what I do. But I'd how hire... do you know it's still there? You don't know it's still there. Okay, big risk. Yeah, fair enough, but... That's where the dump in his area went into 2013. So it's somewhere in that massive landfill. It's now obviously buried under loads of dirt, loads of other rubbish, and it's been now sealed off. They don't use this landfill anymore because it's full. Mm. Um, but it's definitely there. Interesting. I be, hope he finds it. I'd be I out do. every night with a shovel, just digging it up, hoping for the best. Yeah, you just wouldn't stop, would you? No. If you knew it was in this piece of land, yeah, not not in a different country somewhere else, there, you would just keep going until you found it. If you didn't find it, yeah, day and night, rain, hail, snow. You're so hungry, you haven't eaten in days. You're just digging to find that hard drive, that all that money, so you can go get your hoop out in Bali. Yeah, you can't, you can't find. It. Tragic, tragic. So much money though. Oh, it's disgusting. I'd be so annoyed because everyone, you know, was joking about Bitcoin years ago. Oh, it'll never go anywhere. And it was only like a dollar. Might have been like a cent at one stage, and now it's. I don't know what it is today, but it got up to like thirty, forty thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Oh no! Ah, lads, 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 lads. Rich, scummy people over in the United States decided to um, buy their own stash of COVID vaccines and bought them. They were meant to be going to a small Canadian tribe in the Yukon Northwest Territory. Hired a plane, they went up and they bought the vaccines that were meant for the local community this there and gave them to themselves. Costing. Selfish, greedy, rich people. They are casino owners, so obviously they don't care about anything other than money. Yeah. They flew out from Vancouver on a chartered flight, promised to spend two weeks in quarantine, broke all the quarantines, went up, got the virus, which was meant to be going to the White River First Nation community, uh, which is over in the Northwest Territory of Canada. And uh, They stole the vaccine. They stole the vaccine for themselves. Sometimes words fail me. I know. You know? Like it's money can just be such a bad thing. It can indeed. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, last story this evening. Is it the last story? Another Bitcoin actually issue that's happened at the moment as well over in Iran. We might as well touch on that. The capital of Iran, Tehran, and a lot of other Iranian cities have had major blackouts over the last while. And what's causing it? 
Rats. No, Bitcoin. Bitcoin? Yeah, so you can mine Bitcoin, technically. And what you need to mine Bitcoin is, like, you can... Oh, when I'm even trying to describe the complexities of it. You can run computer programs that after a while you can get a Bitcoin. It will reward you for completing, like, processing. You can, like, help process the Bitcoin network. And if you process a bit of it, after a while, you will get a Bitcoin. They will give you one. Uh, you're not guaranteed to get one. And it can take, like, weeks and months and huge server rooms. So you can imagine massive big server racks that are running 24-7 trying to crunch these numbers to get a Bitcoin, right? They got Bitcoin money. Uh, anyway... They take up a huge amount of energy, so much so that um, it's caused the blackouts in Tehran and the cities around Tehran. That's crazy. Yeah, so they're using, they use so much power, huge amount of electricity that are running 24-7 because all they're doing is crunching huge numbers and huge amounts of data, huge amount of encryption. They're kind of break encryption and get, get a sort out the whole Bitcoin thing. Um, but that is one of the problems with it now. So a lot of people are trying to mine cryptocurrencies and they take up a huge amount of energy. So Bitcoin may not be the best thing for the environment, but it has now caused several blackouts across Iran. So that's fun. That's not good. Yeah, not good, if, not you, good. If, if you're causing that as well. And then the final story this evening, bad news for men. We are losing the ability to make babies. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. It's been a problem all over the world, right? Over the last number of years, male sperm counts have dropped. Significant. Do you know why that is? Skinny jeans. <laughs> Men need to stop wearing skinny jeans. Okay, you're affecting your you're affecting your sperm but and then your again, balls. Do you want a man who wears skinny jeans to reproduce? No, you absolutely don't. So Some go, girls don't mind it, and it's very scary. So, so there you go. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, it's not technically the skinny jeans uh, where our sperm counts are collapsing right across the world because this chemical called can't pronounce it. Fatalates. Anyway, there's a fancy chemical which is found in plastics, cosmetics, food packaging, which is everywhere. So the plastics in this pen here, plastics that get into the food supply and into our water from the plastic bottles. And it is uh, destroying our ability to produce healthy sperm. Well, that's very sad, isn't it's it? It's very bad, isn't it? My God. So you want to be careful. I don't know what we can do about that, but um, we're going to have to stop. Oh, what around. can you do? Is that kind of from convenience foods and stuff? Putting pens in your mouth? Is that what it is? It's just from it. Everything. Everything is plastic. Plastic bottles, like a lot of people drink a bottle of water. Maybe move to more environmentally friendly packaging and we won't have to sell it as environmentally friendly now. We can be like, your thing isn't working because there's so much plastic in the world. Oh, that's awful. Mm. Poor men. So our sperm counts have dropped consistently over the last number of years. Like more than half, I think, to what they would have been back in the day. So they used to have 17 kids. That's what I mean, yeah. Maybe like back in the day, you're having 10, 11, 12 kids, and now you're barely squeezing out one. Jesus. So one of the reasons is these, uh, this chemical called, it's like a fatality, I can't even pronounce it properly, but it's still relatively not understood very well and the impact that it's having on your biology and on your testicles and on your sperm production, but it's one of the reasons why. We are losing our ability to uh, be fertile and to produce produce quality sperm. So stay away from the plastic bottles. Get yourself uh, a metal, a stainless steel water, oh, yeah. water bottle, water bottle and, yeah. and, and don't be getting more, don't be buying plastic or get hemp bags. I don't know. Bad news though. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I mean, you can stress about these things. The main thing is continue having regular 
happy sex. Regular intercourse on a <laughs> daily basis. This is my, um, what am I? I'm like a, a health yeah. sexpert. I'm a sexpert, yeah. A health sexpert. Yeah. Lovely, job done. I just made that up, by the way. So that is... Um, Control Alt Delete back again next Tuesday at eleven o'clock. Couple of a few messages coming Our in here now. Our friend Debs, we Debs. haven't talked to her in ages. Hi Debs. Debs. Happy New Year, Debs. We haven't talked to you in a while. Um, in relation to the houses we're talking about now in Dublin, if you want to buy yourself a brand new low spec two bed apartment, one if you're single, don't even don't even think about it. Don't even waste your time don't. thinking about it. Does that mean if you want to be single? You're being forced into a relationship just so you can afford a house. Or forced to rent for the rest of your life, forced to live at home for the rest of your life, forced to live out of your car for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're not, if you're single, you're not allowed to grow up and have like a home. Like you have to sit there and go, which would be worse, living with my mom forever, living with strangers forever, oh, or tolerating yeah. a husband? Or going to Tipperary. Or going to Or Tipperary. Longford or Cavan. My God. Right. <sighs> Anyway, uh, uh, we're getting the, the London perspective here from Debs, who is Irish, living over in London. In London, only millionaires own houses. Two bed flats cost 800,000. What? Oh, we're, we're going that way. That's where we're going to be like that in Do the next while. So? Oh, 100%, yeah. And one bed's 500k. But with help to buy scheme, you can buy a house on your own for 350k to 400k. If you have a salary of 50-ish, which is a bit more realistic. It is a little bit more realistic, but a lot of people are still on far less than that. And that's in pounds. That's 50 grand in punts, or sorry, not punts, in sterling. Oh, sorry, sorry, Debs is back in... That's in sterling. Yeah, but sorry, um, Debs is back in Cabra. Oh. Sorry. Oh, wow. She's your home. And, that, and that's what you're voting for the sorry, song, by sorry, the way. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, we'll put that down. Debs is saying... Uh, <clears throat> Thank you for that, Debs. Uh, the that, Bitcoin pr- the Bitcoin price is only worth that now after the increase over the years. But seven years ago, he invested. He only invested a few thousand dollars, so that's why he's not fussed, I suppose. But ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'd be snapping. You would be snapping. How do you pronounce, do you pronounce your name? Kane? 
Kane. There's yeah, Kane. Kane. That's a nice name. Um, but like, even if you own, only quote unquote only put a couple of thousand into Bitcoin and now it's worth two hundred and fifty million. You still put a couple of thousand in, but now look what you could have. Oh, the stress of it all. That's worse. Thank you for that. Um, like if you put in 250 million, which would be a very stupid move anyway, mm. and it went down to 2,000. Oh, you'd be crying as well. You'd be crying, but like you'd be like, that's my own fault for gambling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're going to gamble on that's two That's life grand, changing, yeah. Life changing. Uh, that's generation changing. That is putting your family for the rest of generations yeah. to come. That's giving them... So that none of your grandkids or great-grandkids ever have to work again. No, if, no If work. you didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. 26,857 euro is what one what one Bitcoin is worth right now. What? Uh, according to Stephen. 26,000? Oh, it was up higher like last week. It's coming down again. Oh, yeah. my God. It, it, it does this, but you just wonder. Everyone's kind of like, what's going on with Bitcoin? Is it all a big mm. scam? Don't know if it is. Uh, hi, I missed the song, Let's Get Down to Fingless. Is there any way you could link... Or post it on our page. Uh, it is up right now on the Twitter page. You might have to scroll through a little bit. Um, Deirdre, it is up on the Twitter page. I couldn't put it up on Instagram or Facebook because it was taken down for copyright. But... Let's get down, let's get down to fingers. Yeah. Give you one more night before we bust to get this. What a song. We've had a million, million high ones like this. So let's get down, let's get down to fingers. I will put that up on the Room 104 podcast this evening as well. Fingers Do. crossed it stays up there. But you know where music rights people are. It's on Twitter anyway. F104's Twitter. You can scroll back uh, or the video's up on uh, mine, uh, my Twitter as well if you want to check that out as well. And Deirdre, you can let us know. Maybe you are from Finglas and that's why you want to hear it. But if you're not from Finglas and you're listening right now, it's looking like Cabra is getting the nod for this Friday. I think so too. Yeah, Cabra is looking, uh, looking up. Um, there's a lot of songs that may go well with Cabra. Yeah. It's a nice easy one, isn't it? So, yeah, we'll be doing that. We'll take the final suggestions tomorrow and Thursday and putting it all together. So um, if you want it to be Cabra, there was a few other ones there for Bally Firmwood, but it's looking like Cabra's sneaking its nose in front. Famous chippers, famous shops, famous housing estates, pubs, people from Cabra. All the important things that make Cabra, 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 Cabra. We would need to know what exactly that they are so we don't miss anything. And you can let us know what it is. 0876797104. Still to come on the show. I know there's been nothing but bad news and misery today about COVID, but... Uh, vaccinations are coming but will you need to get one for your cat or your dog Uh, more on that we're going to be chatting to a professor of uh, genetics a little bit later on about why we might need to soon get the old cat and dog vaccinated that's on the way shortly first though Dermot Kennedy this is Giants Room 104 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 Room 104 it's Cormac and Saoirse here Hope you are well. Still to come on the show, uh, COVID vaccinations and your pet cat or your pet dog. Do they need to get vaccinated? Are they a big risk? They're not a big risk. There was a lot of stuff in the newspaper today, but we got on to people about it. And it's not something you need to worry about this evening, but exactly how liable are they, susceptible? Are they going to be passing things around and transmitting the disease? Find out sooner rather than later. Uh, Now, though, I want to know the most sightings, UFO sightings in Europe are in which country? Oh, uh, I'm going to say the States. And you let's tone it down to Europe. Which European oh. country gets the most UFO sightings per year? Oh, God. Now, this is a tough one. Um, ooh. I'm going to say somewhere random like Malta. Why would we say Malta now? I don't know. Like, I've no idea. I, outside of kind of Europe, I would have said kind of Canada, the USA... 
even Russia. Yeah. But I think in Europe, like, I, I don't know where a hotspot would be. Italy? Uh, no, it is, in fact, Ireland. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Ireland for yeah, UFOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ireland is the number one uh, hotspot, according to... Uh, according to the National UFO Reporting Centre. That is bizarre. Now, this is great fun, right? If you're into your UFOs, you can go onto this website and you can actually find all of the reports that have been lodged by people uh, in every different country in the world. And Ireland comes up numerous times for people filing reports saying that they've seen unidentified flying objects and that they go onto this website and they uh, they log it and they file it and they go, here, there we go. I've never ever heard of anyone saying they've seen a UFO or maybe seen one or maybe searching for one. No? No, I haven't. Well, maybe I should start. Uh, if you're listening right now and you've ever, maybe, you know, you don't have to mention your name if you don't want to, but apparently in this country there's a huge amount of people who believe and who have seen uh, unidentified flying objects floating all around the place, around Dublin, around the country. Bit of crack. Is it though? Is it a bit of crack? Like I would be so terrified of coming across something I didn't want to see. So, like, do, does it say when and where? It does, yeah. So you can go into this full report, right? The National UFO Reporting Centre. Um, there's got thousands of reports for the last number of years, right? And if you search for Ireland, let's read out some of the UFO reports that have been lodged over the years, right? Dublin, Ireland. And this comes in from uh, somebody at the start of, uh, the end of last year, right? Putting out the bins at 10 past seven in the morning, looked up at a clear dark sky, decided to get my glasses on. I'm short-sighted. Then I saw a bright dot travel across the screen. Or across the oak. So that was the first one. Uh, Dublin, Ireland again. Formation of lights passing over Dublin very quickly. 1.30am, 30th of August 2020. Possibly Starlink satellites. I've never seen them, but they're, I think, Elon Musk's satellite things. My God. Uh, another one. Uh, three lights as a triangle, connected together and never separated. Zigzagged over Ireland at about 100 miles per hour. That's, that was down in Waterford. Uh, another one here, Cork City. While standing on our decking, having my morning tea, we noticed what appeared at first to be a satellite passing over us. I filed a report. It was never listed. I'm sceptical. Um, uh, but maybe it wasn't a UFO. Belfast. Very bright green and red lights. Could have been traffic lights. <laughs> but there's tons of them. Ireland and Europe, in the last number of years, we have had the most amount of uh, unidentified flying objects reported. I can't believe that. Yeah. Loads of them. I was walking through a large field. Um, and this field is near a main road beside a school in Coolock, Dublin. And I witnessed loads of lights. Flying above. Meath, Ireland, Ireland, blue UFO scanning skies with 3D lasers. 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, maybe that's someone that, yeah. taking the piss. Okay. Four moving star-shaped objects over Ireland, 20th of January. Loads of these. That is so terrifying. And they're recent. Like, this is from 2020. This is one out in Tala, Springfield slash Tala. This had lasted for three minutes. It was a light. Today in the sky above my backyard, a green light appeared and began to move slowly across the sky before disappearing again within a minute. No. There's UFOs out in Tala, lads. No, I can't. There's UFOs in Tala. No. we got to get with the programme, lads. See, this is the thing now. I'm going to drive home, not look at the sky. I will not look at the sky before I go to bed because I have a skylight in my sitting room. Oh, aliens are coming straight down through that. No, please. I can't. Anyway, there you go. The, uh, oh, look at that. There were only drones, maybe. Dermot says, I believe in them. You believe in aliens? I mean, I'd like to kind of maybe believe in aliens, but if they're nice and happy and not scary. I have never seen a UFO, a UFO or a ghost. 
But I know friends who have. I truly believe in them. Really? Really, Jeremy? Okay. Really? Dun, dun, dun. No. But, but there you go, lads. Don't be so ignorant. Wake up, sheeple. Apparently there's loads of aliens flying around uh, Dublin and Ireland. We are the most had the most amounts of official UFO reports submitted. I'm not okay with that. Just wanted to make sure we all knew that. Breaking news today, lads. Keep an eye out the window. So they might come here first. Maybe they've already been here. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what's going on. Anyway, um, let us know. If you've ever, you know, experienced something weird, do let us know. Uh, 87 uh, Also remember, if you are looking to listen to Premier League live games, we do that on fm104.ie. And if you're listening via the app, you can listen to exclusive coverage via the app as well. That's sponsored with uh, Now TV. Only pay for your teams and your sport your way. So you can visit Now TV for more information as well. But there you go. Exclusive coverage on FM104 and via our app. On the way next, does your dog or your cat need a COVID vaccination? We'll be chatting to a uh, professor of genetics about that next year. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Hope you're well. Now, I know you've been bombarded with news 24-7 about lockdowns and coronavirus. The only good thing is we're getting vaccines on the horizon. And I know there's other problems with them. We won't talk about that right now. But fingers crossed, at least some stages here, you're going to get vaccinated. But if you have a pet, if you have a dog or a cat or another kind of creature, are you going to have to get those vaccinated? And do they pose any sort of risk with transmitting COVID from them to you. Uh, certain research might point that we might need to be concerned and we'll see how concerned we'll be now in a few moments because joining us from uh, the School of Environmental Sciences is a professor of evolutionary genetics, Professor Koch van Oosterhout. How are you, sir? Good evening. Very well, thank you. Now, this is very interesting because I remember very early on when we were talking about animals, uh, there was a dog, I think, in Ireland that tested positive for COVID or I think it could have been in the UK. I can't remember. But I thought, how is that possible? Now, if it is possible, when I'm going out for walks, if a dog comes up to me, I'll pet the dog. Other people are petting the dog. So (laughs) in that regard, I can I can kind of see where this might come into play. But is it true? Well, so... Indeed, um, there's several animals that can um, uh, contract COVID. And of course, originally, uh, the COVID uh, that we all have is an, uh, is, comes from an uh, animal reservoir. So it's, it's what's called a zoonotic disease. So it has evolved in other species and then has jumped host to the humans. So it can also now infect other animals still. But uh, fortunately, it's not very uh, infectious in these animals. So um, those animals, in particular cats, uh, they can get the disease, uh, but they cannot transmit it to humans or we have no reports of that. And that is, I think, a really important thing here to to stress. Uh, We have no evidence of that. Um, So the the editorial that we wrote where we said, okay, a vaccine might be needed in the future. This is just in the eventuality that uh, cats or dogs could potentially transmit it in the future to humans. And then you really need a vaccine. But Professor, we need to sensationalise everything and make people terrified of their dogs and their cats and and boot them out. So I suppose that's some good news because I think the last thing people wanted to hear was that, you know, you're going to have to leave their dog out the back for like the next six months and and never talk to it. So it's right now way down on the scale of risk, the things we need to be worried about at the moment. Yes, I think that what we need to do, and I think that this is something what we haven't done, say, as a uh, society and also our our government, uh, we have always been on the back foot. 
So we've always been um, uh, reactive rather than proactive. So in this editorial, um, we wrote about the need for an animal vaccine, just as an extra kind of um, yeah, piece of armor in, uh, to, in our fight against uh, the, the virus, so that we are prepared in case it's needed. Now, I know we're obviously thinking about transmission to humans. I have a cat. I live with my, my cat. She's an indoor. She's basically my baby. So is it, is it a case that, you know, the cat could actually get so <laughs> ill from COVID or is there a risk of it, you know, being kind of detrimental to, to the animal or is it more so infecting us? humans so uh, COVID is really evolved to infect humans so the the risk to your cat is very very small uh, but of course uh, if you have an elderly cat or if the cat has also underlying health problems yes there might be a real risk i mean this is uh, this is still an, a disease that can do some damage so in case you have uh, or suspect to have COVID, i would really uh, yeah, not cuddle your cat too much because <laughs> you will transmit it to your cat. And that is, uh, of course, really sad news because uh, when you're you're ill yourself, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to, you cuddle yeah. your, your, your cat. So, uh, but yeah, my advice to people, if you suspect you have COVID, um, don't cuddle your cat. Are certain animals more susceptible okay. to this? Because there was last year, there was that terrifying story in Denmark, I think it was, about the, the minks and they were all culled. And then they found out later that some of them were rising again from the dead because they didn't cull them properly. And it was just absolute something out of a zombie movie. But are certain animal lines more susceptible, maybe genetically, to getting sick from it and transmitting it? Absolutely. That's a good question, Cormac. So, um, indeed, depending on how uh, related, genetically related, the animal is to, to us, uh, the more likely they are uh, to be susceptible. So if we take, for example, uh, the primates, then those are more likely to be susceptible to this, uh, to this virus than, uh, say, for example, uh, a tortoise. So if you would, um, and in fact, what we can do, we can, uh, and this is a bit technical now, but we can make a DNA sequence alignment of the uh, actual um, the protein, the spike protein that the COVID uses to um, um, to uh, to anneal basically to your uh, to your cell, and we all have AC2 receptors on our cells. Uh, all vertebrates have those uh, those receptors, and depending on how similar that that receptor is uh, to the human receptor, the, the more likely the COVID can indeed infect that that particular species. So, for example, if you compare it to cats, cats have maybe a handful of substitutions, so changes, DNA changes, compared to, to the human uh, AC2 receptor. So they are relatively susceptible. Uh, if you take, for example, chimpanzees, they are almost identical to our human DNA for this particular gene, and they are very, very susceptible. Uh, dogs, slightly less so. So actually, you can make almost an, an, uh, a risk level of the species which one is more susceptible uh, compared to another? And so, the further related or the, the more distantly related, uh, the, least, uh, the least likely. So one thing I got from that was in this scenario anyway, is science confirming that dogs are better than cats? <laughs> well, de definitely from the COVID perspective. Uh, lovely, I'm, also, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog lover, but I also love my cats, I want to say. But yes, uh, dogs do have uh, indeed uh, a slight benefit over cats. Cats are slightly more at risk uh, to get it. But like I said, uh, they don't get uh, severe disease. And uh, there are several cases, I don't know if you've heard of it, in the, in the Bronx Zoo in, um, in um, 
there have been a couple of lions and tigers that have um, have contracted COVID and they have indeed passed it on to each other, but uh, none of them came to real ill health. So that is fortunate. That just means that we're more like our cats, Cormac, than we are dogs. So we can relate a little bit more, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay fine you can have that one um no but but then in in those situations is there any risk like because you know here in in dublin and in ireland before christmas and you know june and july last year when we got the cases down to you know five was it maybe 10 20 30 really really low numbers and we were all patting ourselves on the back and then we lost our minds over christmas and now we're in an absolute hellhole at the moment and the cases have exploded coming down now but they've exploded (laughs) Is there a risk that if we ignore, and as you know, mentioned that, that there's a blind spot there and we're all quarantining, we're all locked down, we're all vaccinated, we're all washing our hands, that it could tick over in the animal population and then, you know, is there any sort of serious risk that that could blow up again if we're not careful or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think, again, yeah, that's, that's something that um, a lot of people, a lot of scientists are, um, of course, investigating. What is this risk? So you, you can kind of... Um, get a sense of this risk by looking at the kind of the biomass, the amount of, of, of weight, literally, uh, that the human's population has compared to, for example, the cat population. And for, for a virus or for any pathogen, uh, it becomes, say, it really likes to be in a large host population mm. because, of course, that means there's a lot of, um, of uh, kind of resources to exploit. And uh, humans are, of course, a very, very good resource. Plus, of course, we travel a lot. We have a lot of contacts. We are a real social animal. So uh, compared to cats, particularly, uh, we are, of course, much better in transmitting this disease. So humans are, in fact, really an, um, an kind of an ideal target for this, uh, for this uh, uh, particular disease, for this zoonotic disease. And yes, other, other species can get it too. But because they have probably lower population sizes, they are slightly less at risk. And then what... what- yeah, what about uh, like news. in food? Because there was a story there last week about COVID being found in ice cream and everyone was just like, oh my God. Uh, like, like cow populations or meat, if you're having raw meat and stuff like that, is there a chance that you can get into the cow population and they're you know, living on top of each other? Um, so is it gone by the time it gets to you? Can it live in, in cows? Or do we know anything about that side of the world or that side of COVID? Honestly, Cormac, I can't really answer that. I, I've, um, I don't have uh, any data on that. Uh, the, what we do know is that uh, COVID or any RNA virus is very is not very good in withstanding environmental uh, conditions. So uh, it really wants to live inside a body. As as soon as it is outside, uh, it quickly deteriorates, and then particularly with UV, it's it just doesn't like that. It has not the, the kind of protection that other uh, pathogens have. Okay, that's very interesting. Is there anything else that you found in your research that you'd like to talk about? Um, well, maybe one thing that um, I like to kind of clear up. Um, uh, well, f- first of all, our report was slightly misreported that we said that um, uh, cats can transmit COVID to humans. Uh, that is clearly not, not the case. There's no documented case of that. So uh, we want to really be clear. Uh, there's no evidence for that. And uh, people don't need to be uh, worried uh, about that. Uh, the other thing I think is really perhaps interesting for people to realize is that R0 value, and what people report on, and we know that R0 higher than one is really um, yeah, it's, it's a bad case scenario for us. But what does R0 now really mean? So it's the reproductive rate of the parasite, of the pathogen. Uh, but in, in fact, it 
consists of three components. And for any directly transmitted pathogen, like uh, this virus is, um, it has three components. First is its transmittability. So how what is its transmission potential? So mm. how, how well can it transmit from one host to the next, from one human mm. to the next? The second thing is the duration that a uh, host is infectious and that it can infect other hosts. So that's the other, other parameter. And then the third one is the contact rate between hosts. Now, and the really important thing here, and this is actually what was actually the main point of this, uh, of this editorial we wrote. The main point we want to make is that um, we say the vaccine can only change two of those things. It's the duration of the infection that will be reduced, of course, by the vaccine because you get your antibodies and therefore you can fight off the uh, infection much faster. Yeah. And it also reduces the transmission efficiency. And again, yeah. of course, that reduces then the R0. But that last thing, the, the, the virus can't do, the, R, the, the uh, contact rate between the hosts. And for that reason, we still need to really be very careful, keep on wearing your face mask, washing your hands, um, do all the kind of social distancing, avoid crowded people, uh, crowded rooms and so on. And that is really important, particularly before we have uh, a good coverage of the, of the vaccine in the population. So those kind of three things are basically what the R0 consists of. Lovely. And then if you are sick, don't hug your cat. No. Right. Solid advice. We need more like that. News bulletins, but kind of pet information, I think might be taken on board a little bit better. But but listen, we appreciate you giving up your time. Uh, Professor of Genetics over in the... let me get this right. Sorry, sorry. In the University of East Anglia, Professor uh, Van Oosterhout, thanks a million for popping on. Appreciate you giving up your time, and we'll chat you again soon. Thank you very much, Cormac. Bye bye. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.